0: Hello, everybody. It's Wednesday, March 24th. My name is Christine Chung, and coming, I am coming to you from Brantford, Ontario, and you are listening to the booth. So today, I wanted to bring up a topic that we are hearing a lot about over the news and social media, which is the attacks on the Asian community in the U.S. and is slowly creeping into Canada as well. Um, But before I get into that, I wanted to explain a little bit about Asian culture through my own experiences in hopes that you will get a better understanding of kind of where we come from. Um, so I was raised in an immigrant household, where the Korean culture is all that we were exposed to inside the home. But when we went to school, our world was always introduced to Canadian ways of life. And racism became a big part of my world, as my Korean parents have always taught me that no matter what the world says, I'm Korean, and everything I do represents the family and our culture. Um, we have always been culturized to not retaliate, knowing that people were always going to have something to say because we are different. Um, it puts a lot of pressure on, especially when you're eight years old, and you have to you have to remember that you're not the same, you know, and it's and it's going to be an issue. And I never really understood that until I started going to school. Um, My family and I, we moved to a town called Oakville. And it was predominantly white when we moved in in the late 80s. And it really didn't bother me too much because I've always been the type of kid that kind of accepted everybody. You know, I loved everybody. And I I always wanted to learn different things, even at a young age, too. So I was very excited to start a new school and you know, just be just be the kid that I was, you know. But when I started, finally got into the third grade and I realized that I was in a predominantly white school and I was the only Asian kid that was in my class, um, I didn't realize that there was going to be a problem until the girls in my school made it a problem. And this was a daily occurrence. You know, I was consistently the topic of the day because I was so different you know, my skin color was different, the way that the bridge in, I guess, our noses as Asians, I guess, or the lack thereof was an issue, (laughs) you know, and for me, it was just kind of like, okay, well, I can't change what I look like, I cannot change um, my facial structures, or why my eyes are not as big as yours, and my hair is not blonde, you know, and that, and those were the issues that I experienced as an eight-year-old child moving forward. You know, I would hear racial slurs about, um, you know, why why were our noses so flat? Did I get hit by a two-by-four? You know, and it's, and it didn't, it always made me feel like I wasn't going to be accepted. And I kind of realized that because I was so young, but I didn't want to spend my my early years being afraid of something that I couldn't control, which was the color of my skin. Um, And and it's a very sensitive subject for me because it's just like, you never think that you can be born into so much, I guess, so much trauma. (laughs) And now that I see it more as an adult, it 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 makes sense. It's like, wow. I was always prepared, I guess I was always prepared to deal with this, and it's not something that you want to realize, you don't want to, you want to deal with from when you're a kid, Um, so I heard, anyway, so I heard a lot of racial slurs, and then I used to go home just crying, and I was always in tears, because it was like, why, the question was, why am I so different, you know, did, like, did I, did I do something wrong? <laughs> you know, can we just move back to Toronto where things made sense? You know, everyone was different. I had people that still looked like me, and it was okay. We all got along. And my father always taught me that as Koreans, we are not to we are not to cry about our issues because crying doesn't solve anything. From what I was told, and it really didn't. <laughs> um, so, him and my grandmother always told me that. You know, it doesn't do anything to cry. And the girl. so the best thing that you can do is to show those girls that you are not afraid of them. Put your head down, do what you have to do. And at that point was to get an education. You know, because those, because their opinions didn't matter. Because they weren't the people that were going to help me be successful in life. Um, So what was the point of allowing them to you know to create such a hard life for for a kid right um and i bring this up because people don't seem to understand that as asians we have been culturalized to not retaliate or complain because our culture um honor is very important it's not the only thing but what everything that we do is a pres- is is put pressure because we are stressed to make our culture look good. We are stressed to make the name of our families um, be respected. And you can't do anything outside of that. And that was the kind of lifestyle that we've always been raised in. You know, the news hasn't really shown us the beauty of Asian culture. The the news hasn't actually been teaching people that there was more to us than what you hear about with um, Asians eating cats and dogs and you know, how irrelevant that is anyway, (laughs) you know, and it's just, there is more to us than that. You know, there is more to us than the stuff that we have created for, you know, the Americans for the, for TVs that we bring the cars that we, it's not just cheap labor as a lot of people have looked at a lot of people, what they think about when it comes to being Asian, that's just not how we are. But for some reason, um, it's always been that people think that when you think of an Asian person, you only think of one culture, and we're not. And you have to understand that we're very different. But we all still have that same kind of pride, that no matter what we do, we're always going to remember who we are. And we are not going to, that we might not say a whole lot, and we might not always fight back, but you know, we're still going to honor you know, where we come from. You know, and so early last week in Atlanta, Georgia, 21-year-old Aaron Long visited three different Asian massage spas where he killed eight people, six women of who are of Asian descent. Instead of sharing the following details and the allowing our communities to heal and grieve properly, the media has now downplayed the incident and continues to try and justify that this massacre was not racially motivated and the killer was around was a well-rounded boy that carried a Bible, carried a Bible pretty much everywhere, and he was just having a bad day. Um, so my question to you is, and this is why I brought, this is why I exp- explained a little about what Asian culture was like, um, because when pe- because people look at Asian culture as a joke, and they do downplay it a lot, they try to justify everything that we do as it's not a big deal oh, it's not racist, he was just having a bad day. Um, You know, how can a 21-year-old kid just out of nowhere go into an Asian spa and, you know, go and murder eight people? You know, oh, he had a, um, it wasn't racist, he was just having, he just had a sex addiction. addiction. And that's what infuriated me because even more, and, and what infuriated me a lot more was because after the massacre occurred, We always, we always try and have the, you know, the put more faith in people in society work, but apparently Captain Jay Baker, who was, I guess, the captain of the Atlanta police had the audacity to speak this way. And he had, he, but he also has a half Asian brother and you're probably wondering why this is relevant to what I'm sharing with you now as people of color, as of Asians, we embrace our identity you know, we embrace our culture. We embrace everything. Everything it's our own. You know, the Asians. We embrace everything. It's you can't take it from us. It's always going to be there. You can't change it. Period. Um, however, one of the things that I always found growing up is that a lot of Caucasian people, and this isn't everybody. You know, don't don't come don't come for me. Um, a lot of people they believe that as long as you can find a reason to justify a reason to have to associate having a connection with a person of color your actions are not going to be offensive and it's not going to hurt anybody you know but and i'm giving you an example because i hear this all the time oh well i'm not racist because my family members asian or i'm not racist because my family members black i'm allowed to say those words because my family cuz my my friend of color allowed me to. We have given people the free pass to, <laughs> to give, uh, let me see, to, to allow them to think that it is okay to be a person of color by association and to act according to, uh, to act and speak like us. And that's not okay. And this is why a lot of people are, they don't take us seriously You know, I know a lot of people have always said that when I explain my life to them growing up, they're always like, oh, wow, you have a lot of relatives who are um, married to people that aren't Asian. That's fine. And it's like, well, then you can't be racist because that's just how it is. You do realize that is one of the most ignorant ignorant explanations that you can ever say to a person you know because it doesn't matter who's in my family it doesn't matter who what kind of association i have with different cultures you know if you're raised with a certain mindset you are always going to have that mindset unless you come to a conclusion that that's just not how you're going to be you know i could have a billion people from a different from different cultures in my family that's not, I didn't choose them and they didn't choose me. It wasn't just something that happened that way, you know, and I'm blessed to have the people that I have in my life, you know, but that does not give anyone else a reason to say that you are not racist because for the longest time, it is guaranteed that a majority of people, you know, regardless of what eth- ethnicity you are, you have been taught how to look at a minority differently. You have been taught something about how about how they think and why it's wrong not to like them and not to trust them because that's just what your parents have been have been through in dealing with minorities and people of and just people of color in general you know, and I think that's really sad. It didn't really hit me until I started to hear a lot of people saying this to me. It's just like, oh, oh, you're you're fine because, you know, you have small eyes. You probably did whatever. And it's like you having to find the audacity to try and justify why you can speak to me a certain way and, and think that it's funny is the reason why a lot of Asians now are starting to stand up for what we believe in, you know, because we're tired of it. It saddens me because it has taken so many years for the Asian community to actually start rallying together and finding that they do have a voice, you know, and our voice should matter. You know, we are not trying to come against other people saying that we have more problems than you guys do. Um, We don't, we're not going to downplay other cultures, but we want to make it clear and we want to make people understand that we are not, we can, we're, we're not just going to sit here and take it because we've done that already and it didn't work. You know, but, but we also have to understand that people are fighting that regardless of color and regardless of our culture, our religion, our gender, we are all trying to fight to find common ground so that we can finally live peacefully. Um, And it's crazy that it's taking these drastic measures of having to see people get killed every day to show who's winning, when really, in the end, nobody is. You know, and we have to... And see, because that's what's happening. Racism is now getting so bad that it's just now every group is now pinning, pinning against each other. You know, the question is always well, why wasn't this group involved when we were going through this? And why wasn't, you know, they, did, they didn't do anything for us? So it's like, but that doesn't matter. It's like our situation right now is that everybody is hurting. Everyone is losing a loved one. And we have to come together and we have to band together. And that's a message that should be should be talked about quite often, if not on the daily, because it's just that's the only way that we're going to ever come to understand each other. You know, since that, since there's been so many attacks in the USA, it's kept me um a little not so much fearful but just more of more aware of my surroundings because before covid started and before people believe that, you know, it's the asian bug and whenever people look at us and like they I haven't seen it so much in this town, but I do see that it's, it just gives you a little bit of, it irks me a little bit. So I usually used to walk around town when I go run my errands, I have music on to distract the the noises from, you know, the background noises of cars and everything else. But now it's just like, I have to keep just one earbud in and one earbud out. And then I continuously have to look back to see who's going, you know, who's walking behind me. And, because you never know. This is what's happening with society. It's like you are constant in in some kind of fear or trigger that you can't just walk down the street without wondering, am I gonna am I gonna get home okay? Am I going to get from point A to point B without without getting attacked or having someone say something to you? You know, the other day I was uh I was in a grocery store and I don't think I've actually told anyone this either. I was um buying a few things for the house and there was a man who I guess he I can't assume that he was a biker but he looked like a biker leather jacket you know whatever and he was standing around using a bathroom and he continuously just stopped to watch what I was doing and me being the person that I am I kind of just ignored them I walked away and then I had and then we ended up crossing paths a few minutes later and he was standing there with, with some people. And then I guess he was used, he was needing to use the bathroom and all I could hear was him loudly talking. Well, if these Asian people would just stop using the bathroom, just use it at their own house, I wouldn't have to be standing here. And he just kind of looks at me and I'm kind of like, um, yeah, it wasn't me. And I kept, I kept it pushing. And that was the first, um encounter that i've had in a long time to realize okay well these people are me <laughs> i guess they mean business they feel like oh well this is this is the game that we're going to play you know and and it's ridiculous it's just it didn't hurt me but it didn't surprise me either and it made me really want to sit back and and think about okay so how am i going to how am i going to take this experience and not have anger towards people because of the way that they see me now you know the covid and the asian people are all connected to to bringing the asian bug and it's like okay (laughs) um i don't think that i don't want to i don't want to ever be one of those people that teach others to hate people regardless of what they think and what the news has taught them you know that's just not how i am and i refuse to do that and i refuse to teach um even just my future children on how on how to view themselves in society, you know? So I walked away from that, from that encounter and I kind of just put my head on and I kind of walked away. Um, you know, but that's the kind of thing that's happening in our society now. And it's crazy that we even have to, we have to worry about what's happening. Like how far can we walk down the street and when are we going to meet somebody who's not going to have the best intentions you know when they cross paths with us, you know, and that's just not okay. You know, we shouldn't have to live in fear. And I'm a firm believer that I, even though now I have to be a little bit more cautious, um, I'm still going to not allow this to to cripple my mind and cripple how I live every day. You know, I don't. I'm not a threat. Asian people are not a threat to anybody, and that needs to be something that people just need to be aware of, you know, so that we're not having encounters like this every day, you know, even though this city that I live in has been very tolerant of what's happening. There are people who, uh, who don't care for us. And I'm very aware, you know, there's, there's groups that, you know, that want to create more division than needs be. Um, you know, but as long as you don't allow that to to keep you from moving forward, you know, you just have to keep it. You just have to act like everything is normal, I guess. Um, you know, my heart and prayers go out to all the families who have lost someone due to the senseless killings that's been happening in the United States. And I really hope that one day we will come to find peace. And I really want to take a moment and read out the names of the victims of the Atlanta shootings just so that we remember that what the events that happened are now part of our history and it's time to make a change. Um, But also I want to make it clear that, you know, we just, we're just asking for your support, you know, just stand with us, you know, give, send us your prayers, do what you really need to do. And just, we want to make it. And it's like, we're not trying to say that ours, our, our struggle is worse than yours. You know, but I, but we want to say that we want to make it clear that we're that we're hurting just as much as what, as as a lot of people are. That we're in a season of grieving over the things that are happening. So I'm going to read the names off, and I hope that you know at least with that we can just give a moment of silence and just remember that this is just how the world is, and there's that something just needs to change. So the first name is Hyun Jung Krant. Also, named also her name is Park Hyun Jung, Young Ayu, Kim Sun Cha, Park Soon-Ja, Xiao Jetan, Tan, yo Yongfeng, Delena Ashley Yuan, and Paul Andre Michel. These are the names that we're going to have to remember, including like and there's so many other names that you know that come that have lost their lives to racism. You know, and this also shows that racism doesn't prove anything you know a lot of groups want to be quick now and point fingers at other races but what is what is that really going to do probably nothing um until you fully have an understanding that we have our own problems our own trauma from being being asian our fight is not something to ignore um how many more lives do we really need to to be taken for people to understand this concept You know, how many more people really, you know, it's just, it's ridiculous and it needs to stop. You know, I, as a person of color, um, as an Asian, I'm sick and tired of hearing that Asians don't know what racism is. Listen, we have our own issues and of not accepting each other, you know, as, as Asians as a whole, we don't always have the best, um, best rep of being the most united people, um, you know, without having the rest of the world thinking that we are some type of virus, which we are not. But again, we're not going to result in violence. And, you know, because nobody can take, regardless of what people say and what people do, you're not going to take the culture, cultural mindset out of us. It's not going to take, it's not going to make us less Asian. Um, We're still going to be here. We're still going to bring what we bring to the table and at some point, I can't be, it's not realistic for me to say that racism is just going to disappear. But we can find ways to, to be a little bit more tolerant and not have to result in violence just to prove a point. So, in closing, I really want to express the amount of support that, you know, that people have shown through this difficult time in our lives um to ask how we're feeling and just to send prayers and prayers of protection over us you know and that's greatly appreciated um and I really just want to make people aware that it doesn't matter whether you are white, black, hispanic, asian, whatever, you know, we're all trying to fight the same fight um and the reason why I'm very passionate about this kind of thing is because i it's not so much about the stuff that I've experienced over the years, but I don't want to have that reflect on my future, my future children, um, et cetera, because that's not the kind of the world that I've ever experienced or or that I want to experience for the next generation. You know, we can do better as adults. We can do better as you know as grandparents parents whatever because we are the educators we are the people that are to teach these young people that of how we are to respect each other and that um people of color are beautiful and that they're smart and that they bring a lot into the world and that you can learn a lot from them you know so but that's pretty much it i thought that (laughs) i'm thank you again for coming to listen and please join us again on next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Have a great day.